0: news night tonight international aid agencies demand cancellation of ghana's international debts meanwhile analysts say it will take a lot of convincing to get the buying of these creditors
1: they want to forgive maybe a certain portion of the debt they still have to convince their creditors
0: also tonight, bust begins official sale of petroleum products procured under gold for oil butter arrangement but the Bank of Ghana says do not expect reduction in petroleum prices anytime soon.
2: This is just 20% of our monthly needs. So um, even though from the numbers I've seen, the pricing is better than what is at the S-POM prices right now, because this is just 20% of our needs, it will not make that much impact.
0: And after several shifts in timelines, roads and highways in remains on setting. When exactly the Tama motorway construction works will begin.
3: Motorway has to be worked on. Uh, it has gone beyond its design life. We all know uh, that motorway was constructed in the mid-60s.
0: And we'll tell you why the Ghana Police Service still cannot find one of its own officers responsible for the missing 100 190,000 CFA, making prosecution impossible.
4: We have identified three police officers who are involved in the matter. Unfortunately, one of them has resigned from the service and we are making an effort to look for him.
5: And in business, Finance Minister Ken Rufriata admits that the expanding stakeholder engagement with the domestic debt exchange program may be accounting for
6: the current challenges. And in sports, former Black Stars coach James Quissy Appiah has applied to become the head of the technical team for a third time. And later in the bulletin.
0: Anticipating the feature of Sark on the reggae icon, Bob Marley's Stared Up track to be released on Friday, January 20, all here on Newsnight. And tonight, 13 aid and campaign groups, both international and in Ghana, have for the last 24 hours been pushing uh, international creditors to cancel a large portion of Ghana's debts. Now, the government of Ghana in December formally started processes to restructure its foreign debts under the G20 Common Framework platform. Ghana becomes a fourth country after Chad, Ethiopia and Zambia to do, to do so under the framework. Just yesterday, uh, Ghana missed a 41 million interest payment uh, due on the 1 billion euro bond. Uh, but the aid groups believe private lenders must share in the cost of the crisis. They help to create. Um, my colleague Michael Ashale uh, has joined me in the studio with details of the statement that was signed jointly by many of these aid agencies. Uh, let's go to the list of the aid agencies.
7: Yeah, so uh, I want to give you the number of people. said so the signatures of the statement include the Integrated Social Development Centre, ISODEC, Tax Justice Coalition, Ghana, Ghana Integrity Initiative, um, ABB Instroma Foundation, Descaraturs Ghana, and Action Aid Ghana. Those are for those within Ghana. Now, on the African continent, you have African Forum and Network on Debt and Development, Afrodad. There's Debt Justice, Eurodad. There's Christian Aid, Oxfam, Public Services International, and TED World Network. Okay, and their position is so uh, essentially they are asking uh, the lenders, particularly private lenders, who lent to government in a high interest rate because of the supposed risk of lending to ghana the interest rate on ghana's euro bonds is between 7 and 11 percent that risk has materialized with the global covid pandemic rising food and energy cost um, now essentially they go down and talk about now ghana the the g20 can help by making clear that ghana will be politically and financially supported to remain in default on any creditor which does not accept the necessary debt restructuring um, they go on to talk about the bondholders, who are also holding government back uh, at the moment, but essentially they want the creditors to uh, consider some form of debt cancellation to Ghana.
0: Now, let's bring in the uh, the country director of the Action Aid Ghana, uh, joining co joining on the telephone line right now. First of all, how did this come about that all of you came together, both local and international, uh, very powerful? aid agencies to issue this statement
8: on on behalf of Ghana. Yeah, thank you very much, Evans, and good good evening to your cherished listeners across the country and uh, beyond. Um, Action Aid, as you know, do know, is a social justice organization that is calling for more developed countries to step up and provide funds you know uh, as part of the uh, debt distress that is engulfing a lot of developing countries and in particular africa and for that matter ghana in the same vein there is a host of development actors that are interested in looking at how international development aid contributes towards development and addressing critical development issues addressing vulnerabilities in developing countries and especially hard-to-reach communities, ensuring that systems and public services are functional, ensuring that women and children, for that matter, the youth, are impacted positively. And to that extent, in Ghana, there is a coalition that we have so much worked earnestly to build uh, that seeks to promote not only uh, debt, uh, uh cancellation, restructuring, and so on and so forth. But we are also particularly more interested in how government raises revenue, looking more in terms of uh, uh, progressive taxation, ensuring that government is broadening the tax net and bringing on board those who can pay the tax as a right issue to pay the rights and ensure that it's fairly distributed. And to that extent, there is a congregation And the nexus of all these key international development actors coming together to uh, engage uh, as uh, development actors in our own right in discussion around the debilitating death situation affecting many countries such as Ghana, Kenya and many other countries amounting to about 19 in Africa.
0: But really isn't that cancellation a reward for gross mismanagement of these economies in ghana's cases has been one of the key things mentioned and a reward for profligacy on the part of governments
8: yeah you are right to some extent uh, Evans, and other people that you may be mirroring in this discussion or in this perspective but from where we sit we argue that apart from that there is also a right issue that we cannot sweep under the carpet. So, for example, if we say governments have been profligate, government has been irresponsible, and as a matter of fact, others say government has been so reckless in pursuing the pathway of a borrowing spree. But then the other dimension of the equation or the configuration is the fact that the rural resource poor woman in Tolong the rural resource poor woman in the village called Yarigungu, uh, uh, in the Upper East, zosti in the Upper East, uh, Pelungo, and, and so on and so forth, do not care uh, uh, much or are not even well informed about what is happening up there, whether it's somebody's recklessness and so on and so forth. So, for there to be directly impinged, to be there to suffer on a daily basis as a result of this recklessness and the fact that they are not engaged in it as a result of their deliberate action. It's not fair. Secondly, it is also a mark of responsibility and a right that in the, in the disbursement of loans, whether it's in domestic loans, international credit, uh, equity, and so on and so forth, we understand from you know, the fiscal policy analysis that risk is a critical factor in the equation. Why do they factor in the risk, in the equation, and for which reason the interest rates go high? Whether it's a boom or whatever source of revenue mobilization we are talking about. In the case of this context, when we are talking about the external private lenders, we argue that they have benefited consequentially from the calculation of risk, which has given them a lot more profit and therefore, it's only fair that if Ghana is currently finding itself in an economic distress and for that matter creating losses, the external lenders must share in the bedding. It is a matter of burden sharing and for them to contribute towards ensuring that the government of Ghana comes out of this distressing situation onto the path of sustainability and then we can start recreating resources and even for the lenders to continue to participate in that so it's a win-win situation in this regard and and i know many of these
0: international aid agencies are, are pretty powerful beyond the global statement which has really gone viral picked up by all international wires reuters bloomberg etc are you hoping to back that up with Direct engagement with some of these creditor groups to, to draw the attention directly to this call?
8: Yeah, fantastic, Evans. Uh, definitely yes, because uh, ActionAid is an international development organization such as Caritas. If we talk of AfroDAD, we talk about EuroDAD. Christian Aid are all international aid agencies. And to that extent, we are already in dialogue at different levels with some of these platforms. So, for example, Action Aid is just emerging from the spring discussions in U.K., and some of you media uh, representatives were there, where we played a critical role in articulating the issues of debt and debt cancellation. And so that engagement is ongoing, and we broaden the consensus, broadening the uh, uh, coalition, is geared towards calling for debt cancellation, debt restructuring, And if you like debt suspension, mind you that we are not only talking about debt cancellation, but we are saying a significant proportion of debt owed to developing countries that are in distress also need consideration for cancellation. So, for example, if you take the loan repayments that government pay to uh, uh, its its, uh, creditors, 64% of the, the repayment portfolio goes to external private credit lenders. That is a significant proportion. And to the extent that we can get debt cancellation, debt suspension, debt relief in different forms, restructuring, it will go a long way for government to plow back these resources and re-channel these resources towards uh, 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 public services in the country, towards strengthening systems, and that raises another dimension Where we argue that debt cancellation is not just a free bill posting a free uh, uh, check to developing countries like Ghana but it has to be backed with actionable policy orientations that will bind the hands of government to ensure that it's tying a lot more resources, for example, in terms of addressing issues around public service, around the health. Statistics does also show that Ghana government loan repayment, for example, uh, in the area of the health sector budget, amounts to about three times what government would have spent in the health sector, three times what government would have spent in the education sector. And you do know that investing in areas such as education and then health, water and sanitation, the agriculture sector is more productive. So i get your point so well
0: once you get that debt cancellation channel these uh resources the spare resources into some of these areas thank you very much john inco uh for your time here on newsstand he's a country director for action aid one of the uh, international aid agencies uh pushing our creditors uh, to cancel our debts let's bring in uh, professor peter quarter he's, he heads the uh isa uh, at the University of Ghana, the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research. Uh, Prof, what do you make of the position of these international aid agencies?
9: I think it's the right call. First of all, let me greet your descendants. I think it's the right call to make at this time. If you cast your mind back, you will realize the hippies initiative when it started. That is how uh, it also started. Similar calls from... Uh, aid agencies, NGOs, even churches, and and so on and so forth. So, I think it's the right call because if we don't do that, the innocent poor people would suffer. And we we'll since we live in a global world, when when poor people, poor countries suffer, it definitely goes to have some knock-on effect on the global community. So. It's, a calling
0: in the right perspective. I mean, considering, uh, prof, that just in 2001, uh, we got HIPIC, which is exactly what has been requested for now. Um, a decade down the line, we are back to that same point again. I asked earlier, and I'll ask you too, this call isn't this why um, African governments, including ours, will, will continue to mismanage? Uh, spend resources, you know, in areas that aren't productive because they know at one point when it gets bad because of the numerous number of people who are vulnerable, then they get, you know, a listening ear. Oh, debt Should debt. Is this re- not rewarding mismanagement? Yeah, the mismanagement is
9: certainly one of the problems we face in Africa. Uh, one cannot rule that out. But in the current circumstance, you will agree with me that nobody expected COVID. The effect of COVID, the devastating set of COVID, lingers on. Certainly, uh, you and I didn't cause the Russia-Ukraine war. We saw how prices escalated. We saw how uh, things became. Supply chains were affected, and so on and so forth. Um, but that does not absorb our um, mismanagement issue. The way we borrowed beyond the interest threshold, and um, when it comes to borrowing and lending, I think both parties have to be responsible. The borrower has to be responsible. Equally, the creditor or the lender would also have to be responsible. Um, they have lent to countries that to the limit that it is suffocating these countries, and I think. We all have to take responsibility in the ordinary working life or even the banking system or basic lending and borrowing. Um, we are told that if you lend, you have to look at person's income, the take home, that at least there should be a percentage, a minimum threshold that the person could be left with. Similarly, to apply to the country level, we should be lending responsibly these countries or these creditors were lending to African countries at extremely high rates, having to 11% and that certainly is not sustainable but they took advantage of our insatiable demand for uh, loans and they were pushing such loans so we are in this together and, and I believe they ought to listen the good thing is that there is, IMF is on board in 20 is on board there is a, a common framework which they wanted um credited to sign on to. once they agree and turn onto this framework certainly um it's going to be much easier to negotiate for this debt forgiveness the only challenge is with the private creditors because this time round we have taken a lot of loans from the commercial market, and for those ones it's quite difficult to get them on board although some of them are even insured the laws uh, against the risk. But we we, we we are hopeful that once this becomes uh, operational, it will free some resources for government to operate.
0: Professor Peter Kwati, thank you very much. And, and talking about the, the current economic crisis and debt cancellation, you heard the uh, country director of Action Aid say that the reason why they've come together to push the international community and our international creditors to cancel our debt is because of the poor and vulnerable who will stand to suffer. Uh, and already we've seen uh, that the debt action program is one that is beginning to bite at least the fear. Of leaving the vulnerable even more vulnerable uh, has been raised and then the one person who is really feeling the pinch already 77 year old retiree Peter Kojo uh, who cannot walk unassisted is worried he may not survive if the government fails to listen to the pleas of individual bondholders and exempt them from the deduction program uh, peter says failure to receive a coupon this year will mean death because he can't afford prostate diabetes and high blood pressure medications features editor jojo Cabana caught up with him at his residence in teshi and our reports
10: when i heard that now we are not going to get any coupon or any interest until 2027, before they'll give you 5% of your capital, I said, wow, 77-year-old. Now, how, how many years? That's five, between now five years or four years before 77. How long has God
11: given me? Peter Kojonya Sefer is 77. Currently, his blood pressure is rising. Due to an investment that was meant to make him smile, he became agitated upon hearing that individual bondholders will be included in a debt exchange program. He lost more than 250,000 cities in a Ponzi scheme, so this forced him to choose government bonds as a safe investment. He sold his land and bought two different government bonds. Yearly coupons have been sustaining him for years. The news that a debt exchange program may prevent him from receiving any coupons upsets him. On January 23, he is scheduled to receive his coupon, but is unsure whether he will. There's no plan and there's nothing I can sell anymore.
10: And there's nothing I can sell. So the only thing I have decided to do was to go to the bank on the 23rd, to go to the bank there. And sit down there. That's all. I, because if I if I go, how am I going home? I have to go home with a car. I need fuel. When I come home, to have to buy, I have to pay for the water bill, electricity bill, food, and the money is there in the bank. So I give them, I give the this one, I give the money to the Ghana Commercial Bank. So they will give me the money. Before, that, before I come home. So, if you go on 24th and they say that
7: there is no money
10: in accounts? Uh, uh, I'm going to stay there. If they say the money is not there, I, I'm going to stay there. I'm going to stay there. Until they carry me, whatever they want to carry me, because I cannot walk myself. So they carry me, whatever they want to carry me, go there. They, they have to carry me and go. I, I don't, that, that's the only thing I can that, That's the only I cannot fight them also.
11: He wants the government to know that he has no extra funding to survive, as two of his children still live with him. Jojo Cobner filed
0: that report. So still live here on News Night is on Joy 99.7 FM. Now Joy News can confirm that the bulk oil storage and transportation company Bost have today started selling petroleum products procured under the Gold for Oil Batter arrangement. Goyle and the bulk distribution companies have taken deliveries for the market. Uh, What is being sold today is, however, only 20% of Ghana's market needs. The Bank of Ghana says you should not expect to see an immediate reduction in the price of petrol and diesel at your favorite filling station just yet. Here's a head of financial markets at the Bank of Ghana, Stephen Opata. Our total
2: consumption for petroleum products, that's petrol and diesel, is about 350,000 metric tons uh, in a month. As as I indicated, 41,000 metric tons have just been delivered. Uh, To the extent that we are able to uh, procure this amount using gold. And and, and the the assumptions here, or the strategy here is that uh, we are able to buy this
1: at some reduced premium. But then the question as to whether or not it's sustainable, do we have enough gold in our reserves to sustain this deal? Okay,
2: so so uh, let me, I think, clarify this. Yeah. Uh, we are not using gold in our reserves per se. Hmm. Using gold that we are going to procure from um, licensed small scale mines and community mines, uh, our projection is that we we should be able to buy 160,000 ounces from uh, this sector through the Precious Minerals Marketing Company. So if we're able to buy 160,000 ounces of gold per month, you are looking at about 1.92 million ounces of gold. Let me even be more conservative and say that if you're able to do just half of that, that will do about 960,000 metric uh, ounces of gold. Okay, so uh, from the numbers that we've worked, we we believe that uh, even using these conservative numbers of doing 160,000 ounces per month, that is about 50 to 60 percent of our consumption needs. Now, uh, this is just from buying the gold for oil program. But as you know, the Bank of Ghana is also doing buying gold for its reserves. We are buying gold from. Aggregators, and we're also buying from mining firms. Uh, for 2023, we are projecting that we'll buy close to 620,000 uh, ounces of gold through this channel. So um, one can argue that we can use, let's say, about 30%, uh, sorry, 30,000 ounces to supplement what PMMC will be buying to sustain the program or to get the program going as required. Actually, if we add our 30,000 ounces, from our reserves per month, that alone will be able to sustain 100% of our um, uh, petrol and diesel needs of the country.
1: How long will you go on with this?
2: Well, it's it's it's, it's a new program. Obviously, with a new program, you will, you will see how it's going. You will evaluate it, measure your successes and where you have challenges. If it's a program that is going well, and it's making sense economically. Uh, I think we should be able to uh, to continue this for a while. Let's- when do you project that we'll see the impact, the
1: direct impact of what you're doing now?
2: Thank you, thank you. As you know, I think the the the, the, the product was was cleared from the port just today. I know that boss has started selling, and as I indicated, this is just twenty percent of our monthly needs. So, um, even though from the numbers I've seen, the pricing is better than what is at the S prices right now, because this is just 20% of our needs, it will not make that much impact as, as if, if it were, were doing 100% of our design needs. So, let's, let's try, let's keep on going with this program as we build momentum and meeting 50 to even 60% of our needs.
0: Uh, and that there is the head of financial markets at the Bank of Ghana, uh, Mrs. Opata uh, Let's speak now to the bulk oil distributing companies. The CEO of the Chamber, uh, Dr. Patrick Kukoo, for rejoins us on the telephone line right now. Doc, thank you for your time here on Newsnight.
12: Thank you, Evans, and good evening to your listeners.
0: So the BOG says that Bost has begun selling. Are your members queuing to buy it?
12: Certainly, at least we are guaranteed that the element of FX risks that normally our members are exposed to is at least minimized and we are paying in cities
0: so today uh, you you can confirm that some of your members have already taken delivery
12: definitely and then the good thing about it is uh, we've had a couple of meetings with mpa the regulator who want to step in to ensure that the went for the gains from this Uh, program trickles down to the pump. So within that uh, uh, within the process you are supposed to anybody who sign up to such a transaction there are certain ethical uh, trading requirements that will be expected of us and which most of our members who have been uh, fortunate to have been uh, 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 have the privilege to engage in will be more than willing to sign up to.
0: Um, now that you've started buying, how much are you saving, say,
12: per metric ton? Vivance, um, uh, it's like he said. Uh, the 40000 just covers only 20% of the market. You are getting the remaining 80% from other sources, of which you're also going to use more or less... Uh, Trading instruments like LC insiders from the banks, also to procure that. This one, the one with both, is more like a cash and carry system. So, those who have got the cash can pay upfront. So, when you make any gains, it's because of the cash and carry system. But the delta of 80% that you are procuring from elsewhere that you face is the forest risk and then also other. Uh, operational charges that may be linked or that cannot necessarily uh, guarantee the saving. But what we intend doing is we want to have a weighted average cost from all the various pools that you are sourcing the product from. And then we use that to price. And I know the regulator is keeping an eagle eye on that to ensure that nobody uh, games the market or make. Uh, unnecessary or normal profit from that. Uh, so
0: I hear what you're saying, but because we're now actually now started buying from Boss, and the remember the 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 whole idea of this is to make it cheaper than what you normally get from the open market. Uh, so I, I just wanted to get a sense now if you isolate what you're getting, the 80% you're getting from the open market. And you isolate the twenty percent. Are you seeing any significant savings just if you, you know, uh, hedge off the twenty percent? Are you seeing any significant savings there? Uh, Definitely, definitely you
12: you make uh, some form of savings, but it depends on it. uh, It depends on the other variables that have indicated. So. At what point
0: would you say, then, that this can then trickle down to the pumps? Is it when you have all 100% uh, you know market supply available?
12: Uh, the good thing about this is that in the coming weeks, we seek to ensure that it will not only be coming through, let's say, boss, The other international suppliers are also willing to accept the good, either through our members. And this is where we will continue engaging BOG, and then the government, so that uh, through the scheme, the private sector will also be able to pre-finance some of the gold purchases that will enable us to have gold to supply. And in that sense, definitely the pricing will Automatically come
0: down, but I'm curious though. So, but at least as of tonight, as some OMCs may be taking stock of this particular petroleum products patches with the gold. You're saying that, in spite of that, the 20% yes we won't see any effect at all on price at the pumps.
12: Even uh, I'm not saying uh, zero effect. I'm not saying zero effect. I say that we may see some significant change, uh, some changes, but it may not necessarily be significant. Okay.
0: And will this be immediate, I say tomorrow?
12: No, 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 because if you also know uh, the process involved in our trading, we normally have a trading cycle which evolves within two weeks. So like we have a trading window that will take two weeks before it we start to trigger down.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Patrick. I'm grateful that you joined us with your thoughts uh, there. And he is a CEO of the Bork Oil Distributing Companies, the chamber, Dr. Patrick Kwiku of Fori. So um, finally, uh, the uh, go for oil petroleum products will be hitting the markets pretty soon, but as we've just heard both from the Bank of Ghana and the BDCs, do not expected to translate into reduced prices just yet in this significant way. Still ahead, prominent member of the National Cathedral Board of Trustees, Joyce Ayim maintains a loyalty to the board and fiercely defends her membership uh, following resignation by two key members over infractions and disagreements over key decisions.
13: So you're firing as trustees, you know, Sa, two minu niya de Maya monshe na yensi. Abayankasame ibe fasikashe mounsem. Ose medie may be ni akano monshe and yensi. En nunti no kathedra no ebe
0: You want to stay with us uh, for details of that and more after business. Hello, George. Hi, Evans. And uh, coming up in business, Finance Minister Ken Ophreata
5: admits not expanding the stakeholder engagement for the domestic debt exchange program may be accounting for the current challenges with the initiative. And in Bank of Ghana shows measures to stabilise Ghana City for first quarter before country secures the IMF support from April this year. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Allianz Life and Ganapi
2: son we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital i really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs by the way did you import them no dad i didn't
14: i actually got them from kindle books stationery right here in ghana
2: wow we also bought our office supplies safes executive desks and chairs from kingdom and they gave us expert advice on how to set
1: up our office
15: guys that makes three of us i also got our sofa and bedroom sets plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom and my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom.
8: So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery and equipment. Visit our head office, Osuakwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium, where all also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHS, and KNUSD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302 764101, 764209, or 762792. Visit our website www.kingdomgh.com.
16: and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 244 308 for more information. MTN fly
15: Qatar Airways the world's best airline and fill your calendar with incredible adventures in inspiring destinations with our offer of up to 25% of all-inclusive business and economy class marvel at nature, hike across stunning terrain, swim in turquoise waters or explore cultured cities book today at www.qatarairways.com Qatar Airways going places together.
5: Welcome back to Business. On Newsnight. Now, Finance Minister Ken Ofriata has admitted that limited stakeholder engagement at the initial stages might have accounted for the current challenges with the domestic exchange program. Now, government has been forced to extend the initiative on two occasions due to lack of stakeholder buying from individual bondholders and pensioners. But speaking on PM Express Business Edition, to be aired on Joy News Tonight at 9 pm, the minister noted that there still an opportunity to bring everyone on
16: board i think i mean on hindsight one can always say things can be done better you know um and that's just a fact of life um did we engage enough with individuals that we knew yes we did were they in a, in an association or club or whatever no they weren't but you can't live uh, and do policy without engaging individuals. You know? um, so now we then begin to reshape, mitigate, and see how best the balance can be obtained. Uh, but I, I think it, it should be clear that we all should find a way of supporting it um, so that we don't get into the type of crisis element or a non-fund program. Um, and how do we manage that is what is going to be the path uh, we take through January 31st. But I'm confident that we have moved a long way For the financial institutions uh, will further engage with the individuals We'll come to uh, a certain comfortable landing zone.
5: There, there are questions about even the, the structure of this program mm-hmm. as well. And some I've been pushing for review as well. Mm-hmm. And again, it comes back again to my question on the stakeholder engagement mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. We have two weeks, yeah. can anything be done for any grouping that is even pushing for a view of the structure Someone's i saying that mm-hmm. if the honourable or government can even pay us something little this year mm-hmm. and even spread something mm-hmm. we are willing to come on board. yeah there are questions about the structure of this
16: OPM yeah. I, I what think are you I th- no board? um legitimate concerns because there will always be a way in which the structure can be changed. As you saw with the bank institutions, further engagement, and we saw certain changes that we made um, to, that, um, um, to the exchange program. Uh, in the same way, uh, we are also going to be looking um, at individual bondholders to see what is sustainable um, and, and, and do um, certain adjustment that will be helpful.
5: And there's a full interview at 9 p.m. tonight on Joy News as he speaks about issues in the debt exchange program. There's a national cathedral. There's the IMF program. There's a request also for debt cancellation and whether the alternatives, the bit about government being too large and mm. whether what has brought us here is about the fact that we had borrowed too much and what he had to
0: say about all these issues. So it's at 9 p.m., on news yeah I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it i mean because this is the man of the moment um and you got you got him to sit down for an interview i don't envy you at all i don't um but yeah we'll look forward to it this is a 9 pm tonight on the News channel Well, to other stories the bank of ghana has given the firm assurance that it is instituting
5: measures that would help stabilize the ghana city in the first quarter of this year before we secure an imf support The Ghana city has already come under some pressure in the first two weeks of this year. Now, this is in line with the first quarter pressure on the local currency every year. Now, there are fears that things could get out of hand if the IMF deal delays. But Head of Financial Markets at the Bank of Ghana, Steve Nopata, has maintained that they are doing what they have to do to hold the situation. Before any external support comes in,
2: our gold reserves will improve, and as a country, we'll be able to have more foreign exchange resources to meet other sectors of the economy, mm. manufacturing, commerce, uh, name them. Because it's not the only the oil sector, uh, petroleum product sector that we have to support, but there are other critical needs we have to meet as a country. Mm. And ultimately, because we have more resources to do this, uh, we expect the city to be more stable, but you are right, we are also expecting a uh, conclusion of signing of an a board, uh, approval from the board of the IMF so that the reform measures that uh, the, the economic managers are, are pursuing uh, will gain traction.
5: Stephen Opata is the head of Financial Markets at the Bank of Ghana. The African Development Bank is forecasting a reduction in inflation rate in Ghana and the other countries in the region. This was captured in its macroeconomic performance and outlook report released today. Professor Kevin Rama, the acting chief economist at the bank.
1: Consumer price inflation on the continent, as the president already shared with us, we're seeing a positive direction as well. While inflation rose by 0.9 percentage points uh, in 2022, reaching 13.8% in that year, uh, from tw- uh, 12.9% in 2021, uh, we are seeing that it's going to go down, even though last year was the highest record in terms of the inflationary pressures that the continent faced. By regions, we saw in East Africa a 25.1% percentage uh, percent in inflation, West Africa 16.8%, Southern Africa a 13.2%. So these uh uh uh, regions where the inflationary pressures the average inflationary pressures went into double digits
5: and that is uh, Professor Kevin Rama. He is the acting chief economist at the African Development Bank at the launch of the Macroeconomic Performance and Outlook Report put together by the African Development Bank Forecasting a reduction in inflation in the region. I mean, in Ghana, here, look at the producer price index also going down and the Ghana car Service had earlier indicated that the rate of growth would actually be coming down in the coming months now the Ghana revenue authority is optimistic of hitting this year's tax collections target set out by government now this is coming after collections for the authority that is for last year mobilized let's little over 75 billion Ghana cities the Ghana Revenue Authority believes it will continue to move ahead with measures that helped it meet last year's target government is targeting almost 100 billion Ghana cities in tax revenue for this year and if i that's solar for business on
0: news night thank you very much george we look forward to that uh, interview uh, with the finance minister at 9 p.m on the journey channel is going to be live also on myjournaline.com on our facebook page the Joy news page also live on our youtube pages as well and a few of your messages coming through on our whatsapp console uh, this one uh, says on the subject of the inclusion of individual bonds bondholders it says that this mpp government must immediately suspend this individual bond uh, holders detection program uh, in the country center i uh, sent us that one and uh, this one from daniel Inis Legon says, appealing to our international debtors uh, to cancel creditors, to cancel our debt is good call, but we must be ready to bear the ramifications of such actions in the future, uh, he notes. And a final one from Francis says, the whole world went through COVID 19 crisis and it affected the Western world more than Ghana. So, how does the world bail Ghana out and leave the numerous three? A uh, world, uh, numerous uh, people in the world in this situation are not self-inflicted like ours. We need to find all the cost-cutting in government expenditure, largesse, and stop dreaming. He says. Well, the Tema motorway has been described as a dead trap by many users, but it appears users will have to endure the danger a bit longer because the Roads and Highways Minister is unsure when the reconstruction project on the 19-kilometre stretch will finally commence. Several timelines have been given in the past for the construction of the road, which which was originally supposed to have a 50-year lifespan. Roads Minister Christian Wakwata has been responding to questions from members of the Public Accounts Committee
3: motorway has to be worked on. Uh, it has gone beyond its design life. We all know uh, that motorway was constructed in the mid 60s. You know, and it was uh, supposed to have, you know, uh, a, a design life of 50 years. You know, it has gone beyond that. So, there are plans to reconstruct the entire motorway, the 19.5 kilometer motorway. And as much as government plans to you know, reconstruct that road, you know, there are a few challenges. And I believe you know, very soon we shall uh, go over those challenges and know, start work, but I wouldn't put any, you know, specific date on it, but we have gone very, very far, and it may not be long uh, uh, at all from now that work on motorway will start, and it comes under the project name of uh, uh, reconstruction of the motorway, but let me use this opportunity to say that that project is not limited to the Accra-Tema stretch of the motorway. It's just a project name and it goes up to Tetequashi, to the Apenqua Bridge and ends at the Neoplan uh, 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 traffic light there. And it's a major, major work because the motorway itself between Accra and Tema is going to have as many as four interchanges at various uh, sessions and, and it will go some of the lanes will, will go up to 10 and five on the, on the other side and it will lead the same project will lead to the remodeling of the Tetaquashi interchange you know, to deal with the current traffic situation being experienced you know, uh, uh, at the mall area. There will be another interchange at the Fiesta Royal Hotel there, you know, uh, that traffic light to deal with the traffic situation there. And the Penqua Bridge is also going to be remodeled under the same program, you know. So it's a major thing, and I want to...
0: And that's uh, the roads and highways minister there before the Public Accounts Committee. Let's stay with the Public Accounts Committee because there was an interesting revelation today before the committee when the uh, Inspector General of Police, George Dampari, disclosed that one of the officers at the centre of a missing 190,000 CFA uh, uh, cannot be found. According to the 2020 Auditor General's report, the Takwa Division of the Criminal Investigations Department did not account for some $81,000 and 40,000 uh, francs that uh, have been received, retrieved rather, from suspects as exhibits. Clarifying the matter uh, before the park this afternoon, the IGP revealed that the uh, currencies were
4: fake. The US dollars were sent through the US Embassy to the authorities in America to help us out. And we followed up as at July last year with a report asking them to give us. Information on it. And since then, nothing has come. And we followed up even this morning again with a phone call from Interpol pleading with them that it's going to be a subject of discussion at the Public Accounts Committee. And they have assured us that they will get back to us on that matter. That is for the US dollars. But the police on their own, in the course of the investigation realized that it was more than the forty thousand. It was one hundred and ninety thousand. So that one hundred and ninety thousand was brought from Tapwa to the CIA Cortes and through the Ministry of Foreign Affairs it was sent to Cote d'Ivoire, the authorities, for them to authenticate it for us as to its genuineness or otherwise. And that was done, and the results with accompanying a- appendix indicate that they were all faked. And this, when they was returned, it was sent back to the team at tapa from the CIDA Cortez. One of which there has been confusion as to who actually received it and whereabouts of the money. And when it came to our attention, we have... Looked at the matter and identified three police officers who are involved in the matter. Unfortunately, one of them has resigned from the service, and we are making an effort to look for him and for him to be held accountable. The other two, or one of them, is within the Western Region Tupper and Endley, and the other one in the Halfull region. All have been interdicted, and the matter has been referred to the Police Professional standard Bureau to conduct investigation. And for us to know the whereabouts of the fake 190,000 CFA franc, and anybody found culpable there, what in accordance with law.
0: And that's the IGP there. Let's do sports now.
6: Emily Bauer is joining us with the latest. Yes, Evans, well, we understand Kwesi a former Black Stars head coach, has applied to become head of the technical team for a third time. The Ghana Football Association is still on a search for a new head coach following the resignation of Otuado after Ghana's 2022 FIFA World Cup campaign appear is said to have applied for the vacant role as the head coach which could see him return to the dugout for the third time the 62-year-old earlier on Joyce Sports Prime Take revealed he wouldn't shy away from applying for the role if it was made open by the Ghana FA and Joyce was understand that the former Black Stars coach has now put in his CV hoping to become the next coach of the senior national team. Remember, appear first in to the Black Stars was between 2012 and 2014, before also coming back in 2019, where he led the nation to the 2019 African Cup of Nations. Earlier this week, the sports minister Mustafa Yusef hinted that the Ghana FA are closely appointing the new head coach with the 2023 African qualifiers close to resumption we also understand chris hewton is also reported to be in the running for the job as well meanwhile black galaziz will be in action in just about seven minutes from now their second game in the chan tournament against sudan it's a must-win one which failure to do so will see them return to accra and to the various clubs events thank you very much ms bao Prominent
0: member of the National Cathedral Board of Tr- Trustees, Dr. Joyzai, says she is excited to be part of the project because it will unite Ghana and promote national discourse. Now, her public defence of her membership comes a day after a letter of resignation by Bishop of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, Dacrewood Mills, went public. Now Bishop Dagg raised concerns about the cost, design, location, and fundraising for the project, which he says were largely ignored. His reasons for his decision, going public, raised eyebrows, prompting the Board of Trustees to respond, saying his individual interest could not override the collective interest of the project. But before we go into their response, I'm talking about the National Cathedral response to uh, Bishop Dagg here, yeah, except Bishop Dagg's own resignation letter. Um, quote, um, he says I feel that the treatment of the issues I've raised
2: in my several letters has been unfortunate. My letters have been ignored in the past, not attended to for years and at best addressed flippantly. He continues to say, quote, you may recall I have spoken passionately and written extensively about the costs, the design, the location, the fundraising, the mobilization of the churches and the role of the trustees. These if heeded would have made our project more achievable generally speaking my inputs my opinions and my letters have been trivialized and set
0: aside so the national cathedral uh, is tonight fighting back in a statement, what did they say, Mammy?
15: So, Evans, this statement is signed by Chairman Apostle Professor Opokun, it's quite a lengthy one with a six-point, uh, you know, clarifying issues. So I'll just touch on a few of them. And um, on the clarification bit, it says that the National Cathedral is a partnership between the state and church, and the roles of the state have been clearly specified in the partnership appointment of the architect, the land, the secretariat and seed money for the preparatory phase of the work also the architect and the land the site for the National Cathedral had already been selected by the president before the appointment of the trustees by the president all trustees were aware of this also the selection of the contractors riba day for the project was through a rigorous international procurement process supervised by the lead consultant whose contract included the selection of a contractor for approval by the board of trustees and in conclusion it says one of the key strengths of the national cathedral project is a board of trustees made up of some of the key pioneering leaders of the church in Ghana and whose work on the project is contributing to improved inter-church relations in the country these church leaders the board of trustees have pioneered and or lead vibrant churches with global reach and impact these churches and their leaders not only have deep-seated theological differences but also different understanding and approaches to the development of the national cathedral and says that this notwithstanding we are grateful that all the trustees including bishop Doug heward mills who voluntarily left the trusteeship still remain committed to the vision of the national cathedral, and want to see it completed to God's glory.
0: Well, today another trustee has gone public defending her membership of uh, this uh, of the national cathedral uh, trustees group, and she says she's she's proud to be there. She's a prominent member uh, and of the board, Dr. Joyce I. She's been speaking on uh, sister station
13: at Dome TV. denominations now, so ye nibbia barqua. Say a Christoph wun na Asia, ye bishia, ye nibbi, a cathedral, no, a beca boom. The fans say na see a National Day of Prayer. <laughs> national thanksgiving
15: we have so many christian denominations but with no common meeting place for events but the cathedral will bring all of us together the current neutral grounds are conference center or black star square so it is important that this cathedral must be built it will also afford individuals the opportunity to host
13: events (laughs) Send me over, you didn't feed me. In tea, sir, Namedian Nimu Cathedral, no. And come, <that's> boom, why ah should bomb on ebe boye, a bebano, a museum and go for you museum, no, no matter down one or a museum, Saber, very interactive, say, Eh A Christosumia then a bargana now a bible museum is also an
15: added advantage which will bring in tourists and help with scholarly work we have all sorts of artifacts and historical works that will be placed there the museum and other additional chapels and host spaces is what has made the cost expensive we as trustees have been handed the responsibility to ensure that the cathedral is built and we will
13: do so And that's
0: a prominent member of the National Cathedral Board of Trustees, Dr. Joyce I. Well, that's the distinctive voice of legendary reggae musician Bob Marley and the Willis. And that track is stayed up record. Now the Estate 12 Bob Mali has announced a new version of the song that will feature arguably Ghana's finest rapper, Sarko Well that's just a teaser there An official response by Sarkodia was attached Which read What a way to kickstart this year Definitely one of the highest moments uh, In my career Big shouts to the team at Island Records We're looking forward to the full release of this uh, Later on this week Enjoy the rest of your evening people since
17: I've got you on my mind,
14: Ooh, made the man on, steer it up. Little
17: darling, steer it up. Yeah. Huh? <laughs>
14: Body, man, me in it hard, and today chat on the street to Bahamas. I could be honeymooning by Miami, and we wanna just. I've got you on my mind. Oh, whoa. Whoa. me the man of what in me, so <laughs> say me Hannah made the down for to me, woman, they come and I made it myself on a hoodie, one you. Oh, by my the my husband, made me call them on a baby. My lamb. Oh, show me no who's in the heat. If I was, it would be the dinner. I OK, let me have a little bit. I ain't ever getting rid of it. so I will, your yeah, my man, no don't got me feeling it. Baby, just come and quick. And take me to places and show me how you fell in love with me. All this loving got me going crazy, but I'm asking you how can we? Girl, I didn't believe in all of the love that you have for me. <laughs> <laughs> Brandi and Pop is yeah. is the
17: joy.
1: This is Morris, and
6: I say keep on listening to George, George. 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 99.7 FM.